1: Mark Kent, otherwise known as Superman, is on the spot, for Herbert Calkins insists on making a test that cannot help but reveal the reporter's real identity.
2: Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, when you buzz into breakfast tomorrow morning, treat yourself to a pep double scoop. You know, that's this week's pep dish of the week, and it's double everything you say for delicious. Here's the pitch. Just pour your regular serving of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, into your dish as usual. Scoop out a hollow on each side, and scoop in some juicy red raspberries. Add milk and sugar, and you've got it, a Pep double scoop. And believe you me, you've got a scooper duper. You'll dig into those ripe red raspberries right along with tender, crisp flakes of Kellogg's Pep that are loaded with full wheat sunshine flavor, and with every spoonful, you'll say, Brother, give me another. That's how slick pep always tastes. Why, pep's golden toasted flavor just naturally sends you and sends your spoon right back for more and more till it hits bottom in your bowl, which is the right idea, especially now that we're sending the cereal grains to fellows and girls across the seas to help give them good nourishment. Remember that when Mom brings Kellogg's pep home from the grocer's, make sure there's no waste at your house, and remember to pour it carefully if you pour your own pep, because this is a particularly important time to eat all your pep. Don't waste it.
1: And now, the adventures of Superman. After many years of study and research, Herbert Calkins, Scotland Yard's most famous detective, was convinced that he had solved one of the world's greatest secrets, Superman's double identity. To secure final proof, Calkins came to the United States where he visited Clark Kent at the Metropolis Daily Planet and flatly stated that he, Kent, was Superman. Startled, Kent attempted to laugh the famous sleuth out of his theory, but was unsuccessful, and finally had to agree to submit to a test. As we continue now in Kent's office, the square-set, square-faced detective has produced a small cylinder in which, he explains, is a sterilized needle. Listen.
3: Hold out your hand, please, Mr. Kent. What for? Superman has impenetrable skin. If I can puncture your fingertip with this needle and draw blood, it'll prove conclusively that you are not he. But I... If I can't puncture your skin, it'll prove that I'm right and that you are Superman. Now then, please, hold out your hand, old chap. But,
0: wait a minute. Your hand, please. No, I, I, I can't do it.
3: Very well, then. Your refusal to make the test releases me from my promise. Now I shall go ahead and publish my book revealing your double identity to the whole world. Just a
0: minute, Mr. Corkins, you don't understand. You see, I... Well, some people can't stand the sight of blood, you know. Not not even a tiny drop of it, and I...
3: Uh, You expect Uh, me to believe you can't?
0: Well, I hate to admit it, but quite a few folks around here will tell you that I'm not very brave. In fact, one of my best friends calls me a molly Uh,
3: You're putting on a good show,
0: but there's no use.
4: Oh, then. Lois, what a break! Listen, the chief wants to see you at once. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were busy. Oh, no,
0: no. That's that's all right, Lois. As a matter of fact, you're just the person I want to see. Uh, Miss Lane, allow me to present Mr. Herbert Cawkins, late of Scotland Yard. I'm delighted, Miss Lane. How
4: do you... D- Did you say Herbert Cawkins? The famous detective? That's right. Well, uh, Look, golly. Lois, I
0: know you'll be glad to talk with Mr. Corkins a moment while I see what the chief wants. Uh, now, look uh, here.
4: There's nothing I'd like better. I followed all of your cases, Mr. Corkins. And there's one in particular that I'd love to ask you about. The case of the London witch doctor. Good. You, you two have a nice chat. I'll be right back.
0: Now, oh, into Lois's office. should be a pin on her desk somewhere. Oh, yes, here's one. Now a match. Let's see. Oh, good. Here's one. What a spot I'm in. Mean. This Calkins is a smart potato, and he's got me cornered. With a little luck, I might be able to fool him. Hey, I guess the flames made this pen sterile. Now for a quick visit to Mr. White's office. Now, look, Ant, about this Baltimore story. Whatever ain't... you want, Chief, consider it done. Now, let's shake on it, huh? Huh? I want to shake your hand to seal the bargain. What is this? Let go, of my hand, Ken. Oh, what thunder's oh, oh. come over you? Ouch. What the, the? What's the matter, chief? You cut my finger. What? Stabbed it or something? Uh, look, what kind of a gag is this? See, there is a drop of blood on your little finger. I guess I must have a rough edge on one of my fingernails. Here, wait a minute. I'll. I'll... Oh, let go. No, let no, go. no. Hold steady. I'll just brush it off. There we are. You better get some antiseptic on it right away. Oh, nonsense, nonsense. Can't even see the scratch. Oh, just the same, Will I wouldn't you stop any... acting like an idiot. I said you can't even see the scratch. Now, listen, Kent.
4: I want to... Look, I'll be back
0: in just a moment, Chief. I've got to get rid of a visitor. Well, hurry up. Hurry up. I will. Oh, uh, thanks very much. Thanks. For what? For your, uh, uh, contribution. I don't like
4: to say it, Mr. Corkins, but... Clark is a bit of a sissy. Oh, thanks for the send-off, Horace. Oh, I, I... Well, I don't care, Clark. Mr. Corkin says that he wants to make a blood test on you for some reason, and you seem afraid to submit to it. Well, I... I I don't happen to like the sight of blood. You know that. There, you see, Mr. Corkin.
3: Yes, I see, Miss Lane. Mr. Kent seems to have fooled you as he fools so many other people.
4: Fooled me? What what, what do you mean?
3: That question, my dear, will be answered in an important book I intend to publish very shortly. Oh, A book? Precisely.
4: Now, wait.
0: I... I've changed my mind. What's that? I've decided to go through with a test.
4: Really? Why, what a big, brave man.
3: Mm, I say. What made you change your mind, old man?
0: Never mind. I'm ready, Mr. Corkins.
3: Very well. We'll soon
0: find out. Hold out your
3: hand, Mr. Kent. Uh,
0: well, if you don't mind, I'll... I'll stick the needle in my finger myself. But why? Well, you might stick it in too deep. Oh, now,
3: really.
4: Of all the... You keep
0: out of this, Lois. Look,
4: Clark.
0: Well, Mr. Corkins... Here's the needle.
3: But no tricks, my lad. I'm watching you.
0: Well, all right.
1: Here goes. Quickly cupping his hand, Clark Kent pretends to puncture the skin of his little fingertip, where he had previously deposited a tiny drop of Perry White's blood. Then, still acting the frightened mouse, he cries out in pain.
2: Oh! Oh!
0: There you are, Mr. Corkins. Blood. I can't look at it. Hmm? Will you stop being such a baby, Clark? Are you satisfied, Mr. Corkins? Hurry, will you? Hurry, I don't want to faint. Just a moment, old chap. Now what? I'll
3: just take this stuff up in the eye dropper there. Like this. Put it in this bottle.
4: There we are. Yeah. Can I look now? Honestly, just wait until I tell the chief and Jimmy about this. Oh, please don't tell them, Lois.
0: Well... What about it, Mr. Cockins? Are you satisfied
4: now? He should be thoroughly satisfied that you're as brave as a, a mouse.
3: Look, Lord, I will admit this is a bit of a stumper, Mr. Kent. But I'm not saying yes, and I'm not saying no, yet. There remains something I must do first. Goodbye, Miss Lane. Goodbye,
4: Mr. Cawkins. But
3: what about... I'll be in touch with you later, Mr. Kent. seeking. Are you there, Miss Lane? This is Herbert Colkin. Oh, yes,
4: Mr. Culkin. Wasn't that the silliest scene in Clark Kent's office just now? Well,
3: I wouldn't call it silly. I've just examined the specimen of blood under my microscope.
4: Don't tell me. Let me guess. It came from a mouth.
3: Oh, no. It's human, all right.
4: I can't believe it.
3: But I'd like to talk to you about it, as well as about something else I believe you'll find most interesting.
4: Really? What is it?
3: I prefer not to discuss it over the telephone, if you don't mind. Could you possibly get away from your office and meet me at the Somerset restaurant?
4: I can and I will. <laughs> this sounds intriguing. When?
3: Shall we say in, uh, in 15
4: minutes? Right, Mr. Corkins. I'll be at the Somerset restaurant in 15 minutes.
1: Replacing the telephone, Lois Lane quickly powders her nose, puts on her hat, and hurries from the Daily Planet to meet Herbert Corkins. What does the famous Scotland Yard detective have to tell her? We'll know in a moment when we return for the exciting climax of today's episode.
2: So stand by. You know, breakfast sure does give your appetite. The old come on, when there's a bowl of Kellogg's Pep at your place at the table. Pep looks so sunny and and so crisp and golden you want to pull up a chair and pitch right in. And Pep, the sunshine cereal tastes just as good as it looks, believe me. Pep's sunshine flavor is so smooth and rich, why, why it kind of tickles your taste. And the delicate crispness of each tender flake of Kellogg's Pep is so terrific, each spoonful teases for more. Yes, sir, Pep is a sure-fire hit when it comes to brightening up breakfast. Helps start you off in the right mood for a good day. You see, when there's Kellogg's Pep for breakfast, you're getting solid whole wheat nourishment plus. So it's a slick trick to polish off every single toasted crisp flake in your bowl. And, say, here's another angle. Nowadays, the cereal grains, like the whole wheat and Kellogg's pep, are being sent to fellows and girls overseas. So it's not a good idea to waste cereal. Keep on the beam when Mom brings Kellogg's pep home from the grocers. Don't waste it. If you pour your own pep, pour it carefully and eat up every bit you pour out. And, say, kind of keep an eye on your younger brothers and sisters, too. That's a cinch, isn't it? Just be sure to eat all your pep. Don't waste it.
1: (laughs) Seated at a table with Herbert Corkins in the Somerset restaurant, Lois Lane's eyes have been widening more and more as she listens to what the famous English detective has been telling
3: her.
4: What? Superman? I can't believe it, Mr. Corkins.
3: If you'll forgive my saying so, Miss Lane, I've never been wrong yet. I've worked for years on this case. I've collected mountains of incontrovertible evidence. Photographs, the only footprint of Superman's in existence.
4: I know, you told me, but... But, Clark, I just can't believe it. Superman is... is so...
3: Think, Miss Lane. Now, think. Certainly a bright young lady like yourself must have suspected a connection between Kent and Superman at one time or another. But it's
4: impossible, Mr. Corkin. Superman isn't afraid of anything. While Clark, as anyone can see, is... Well, he's afraid of his own shadow.
3: Nonsense! He's very clever. He uh, he puts on an act, as you Americans say.
4: An act?
3: Certainly. The more unlike Superman you think him, the less likely you are to suspect his real identity. You see?
4: Yes, I see what you mean. But oh, wait a minute! You're wrong. Superman has impenetrable skin. If Clark were he, he wouldn't have been able to puncture his finger.
3: I don't believe he did.
4: Well, how can that be when you saw him do it? I saw him
3: appear to prick his finger, and I saw the drop of blood. I'm convinced, however, that he tricked me. Why, how
4: could he?
3: I don't know how, but I'm certain he tricked me in one way or another. However, I mean to make sure by Jove.
4: Well, how? Oh, goodness gracious, I'm all excited, Mr. Gawkins.
3: I've evolved another test which our friend, clever as he is, won't be able to get out of. It'll prove definitely whether he is or is not superman this, I'll need your help, Miss Lane. Me? Yes. Will you help me?
4: Oh, will I? And how? Why, why, if what you say is true, it'll be the biggest story of the year, uh, of the century. And what a laugh I'll have on Clark. You tell me your plan, Mr. Corkins. Righto.
3: With your cooperation, I can't fail. And by tomorrow night, Superman will be revealed as Clark Kent. Now, this is what I wish you to do. Carefully, Herbert Calkins completely
1: outlines to Lois Lane his plan to prove conclusively that Superman and Clark Kent are one and the same person. What is the Ace Detective's plan, and will it succeed? Tomorrow's episode brings another battle of wits between Scotland Yard's greatest sleuth, the man who has never been wrong, and Superman, who battles to guard the secret he holds more dearly than his life. Be sure to tune in, same time, same station
2: remember, for breakfast, it's
3: Kellogg's Pep.
1: For excitement, the adventures of Superman.
2: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You know, gang, you never forget a famous name like Kellogg, the greatest name in cereals. Kellogg brightens up breakfast with Kellogg shredded wheat. Fifteen, fifteen crisp tender biscuits in every package. There's loads of natural nut sweet flavor in toasty Kellogg shredded wheat. Loads of fine nutrition too. It's whole wheat, and these plump delicious biscuits are just the right size, made to fit the bowl. Try them soon. Ask mother for Kellogg shredded wheat. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.